Whoa, Justin. How, how I, I don't know about you, but I am just crawling out of the uh, COVID haze. You know, that, that white space of time where nothing happened. Just a, just a void of like time just blending into days. It was, it was weird. And then like for five minutes, I, you know, it was like, yes, we have made through the, the storm and then uh, five minutes later, we get World War Three. So yeah, yeah, right. We go, you go straight from getting through lockdowns and COVID, and right into World War Three with Vladimir Putin at the helm and bringing his nuclear suitcase with him to dinner every night. Yeah, which, which honestly, uh, across his you know fifty foot table or whatever, uh, which uh, you know maybe maybe we could have him over on our podcast, but we just run a really long table to, to <laughs> ask him like why he's being such a dick. But uh, we will negotiate uh, world peace right here on this podcast. We could do that, you know. Well, I mean, well. give us a chance. I think you know we just we just throw a giant party and you know problem solved. But uh, however, uh, we we both noticed a bit of news uh, that is not uh, really Russia related. And that has to do with something that uh, astounded all of us when we heard. And uh, I think you and I should come out of our uh, dark caves to talk about (laughs) this thing. Shall we do that? Let's do it. Let's move out of the cave. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Andre Sturgeon. And I'm Justin Womack. And we are the Marketing Geeks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So uh, we're back for uh, a moment. We're like, it's like our personal Groundhog Day. Yep. Poking our head up. And uh, okay, so so uh, the internet is on fire right now because Elon Musk has decided to buy Twitter. So uh, first of all, I, let's start off. Uh, what is your what is your theory? Why did he do this? I I, I go back and forth on this, but I, I kind of think that Elon Musk is the ultimate troll, and this entire thing is this elaborate troll to get to get maybe not back at, but just to mess with um, Jack Dorsey, the owner of uh, the old the former owner of Twitter. I guess he's still owner of Twitter, but he's no longer the CEO of Twitter. And I think I really I really think that Elon just likes messing with people's heads. And he knew that this would create like meltdowns among people if he took over. And especially he would complete the troll only by reinstating Donald Trump on the platform, which would send echoes across the metaverse and the real world all at once if that happens. Yeah, I think I think if that happens, then a lot of people would just leave. They would just complete like I think I think Twitter would become a ghost town and I think it would just be. Uh, what Truth Social wants to be? It might. It might. I mean, I, I mean, I think of all the conservatives that said they would leave Twitter. I think when Trump got banned, and none of them really did. So I, I don't know. It depends on who um, are 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 the left leaners more loyal to following through on the action plan, 
or or not or are they all are they, or is everybody just all talk no action i don't know i'll just uh, joe rogan will tell me what to, to think <laughs> that that we'll just wait till he has a, a comment <laughs> on it um so uh anyway it's it, it, it's i have i have my own theories about it too first of all uh 46 billion it, 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 to put it another way it, if 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 you spent uh, do you know how much how much you would have left if you had forty six billion and you spent forty six million? Do you know how much you would have left? Forty five billion. Forty six billion. You would still have forty six <laughs> billion dollars. I mean, it's a, it's an ungodly amount of money. And and uh, uh, first of all, I, I I I'm trying to think of like what the real end game here is because that that type of money you could. You could build schools and set up on Starlink free schools for every human on the planet with that like high quality education. You could create free education for the world. You could build hospitals in needy areas. You could there's so much good you could do with this money. Uh, and I, I, I am curious to know how. Uh, Twitter falls into that category. Well, I think he claims to be a crusader for free speech. That's the that's the claim. The claim is that Elon Musk is on his horseback. He is a crusader for free speech. I am. Um, I, I do think that Twitter overreaches at times with their censorship uh, or content moderation. I think sometimes they overreach. However, I also think that content moderation is essential because, it, like, if you don't have it. Things turn into 4chan really quickly, and um, you're getting very disturbing right. content all over the place. I like the idea that Elon has floated of validating all humans on Twitter. I don't know if that means that every human has the opportunity to get a blue check mark, or if it means that they would be required to have a blue check mark. But I believe that people are their most trolling worst selves when they're anonymous versus. If they're not, however, that also might scare a bunch of people off the platform. But I think people enjoy being anonymous on Twitter too. Yeah, I mean, I think you could still be anonymous, but and but still verify that you're a real person. Uh, you know, for instance. But uh, but if if uh, my question is if uh, if Elon Musk wants to validate all humans uh, on on the platform, uh, where does that leave Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> Do you know why he looks so creepy, by the way? Do you know why? It, I, I figured it out. Because he's an alien hybrid robot android? Yeah. And, and, well, it's like the Uncanny Valley, you know? The, the, the Uncanny Valley is is that, that gap where humans, you know, they're a little repulsed by robots yeah. if, it, if it doesn't look real. I, I was told the, the, Uncanny, the Uncanny Valley, the best illustration of that is Star Wars Rogue One. Where they had they brought back General what was the general's name and and um, they brought back from he was dead oh, the one that was in the yeah, desk the yeah, Death Star Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing they brought him back yeah and it was just something wasn't right that's a classic uncanny valley right. example right there where you could just tell it, there's it, something it, wrong there's like a deadness to the eyes and yeah exactly and and that's and that's what Mark Zuckerberg looks like and also he has no eyebrows that's that's the thing that. <laughs> kind of makes him creepy. He has no eyebrows, and he, you never see him with like facial hair at all, like a five o'clock shadow. He he's uh, he, he's he's a creepy looking dude. Anyway, part of the simulation. Uh, back to Twitter. Okay, so so th the question is, what are the repercussions uh, of this? Al Jazeera had a really good article, uh, and uh, it uh, it's uh, Elon Musk's Twitter deal. Five changes expected at the platform. And so I'm going to save you all a click. 
And uh, and just the highlights is uh, number one, free speech and content moderation. So uh, I don't know exactly how, as you mentioned, he's going to uh, tackle that because if you don't tackle it, then then things devolve into a, a you know, four chan, eight chan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, I mean, there has to be some form of content moderation. Um, so how do you like? If where's the line? And because as soon as you draw the line, you're going to have people bumping up against it. So that that's hard to arbitrate, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a very tricky, it's a whole very tricky thing. So I don't know, I don't know how he's going to come up with that. We'll have to always wait and see on that, I guess. Uh, number two, introducing the edit button. So if you don't, if you're not a Twitter user, <laughs> uh, once you post something and and you're like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who you know misspells things constantly uh then they're up there until you take them down and you have to like resend them out but they don't get as much uh impact i kind of like that yeah. I, I like the fact that you have one shot and if you screw it up well that's on you well you can you can delete it and then retweet it but you can't edit the tweet is the that's how it's been that's how it's always right. been i kind of like that too because it's uh it's unique it's about, you know it's what makes twitter unique Right. And, uh, but, uh, but bear in mind with the edit feature, uh, then you can start to have problems with, you know, editing your history and, you know, starting to curate things a little bit, uh, better scammers can go and and use the edit feature for all sorts of things. So I, I, uh, I would imagine they would have like an edited like notation on the tweet. If it gets gets edited, that would be the thing, like read the original tweet. If then I could, I could be down with that. Uh, well, I don't know if they're going to have the original tweet, but they would have, it would just say this has been edited or something like that. I would think. Now, one idea that he's floated, which uh, I actually, if he does this, then, then I might be okay with this whole thing. Uh, he wants to have Twitter's algorithm be open source. Yeah. I read that. So People can actually, so that would be a plus because uh, the, the trouble with algorithms now is that we have no idea what they're doing. Uh, they keep that information from us and they're designed to manipulate us on the highest level. So uh, which, which starts leading into the next part of this, which is the EU thing. But um, uh, the other thing that he, he wanted to do was uh, tackle cryptocurrency scams. So uh, there's a lot of them there and probably because Musk is uh, definitely invested heavily in crypto. And I think that he wants to control that particular narrative because that's how he can get really, really rich. I think, I think that's kind of his, the, his incentive right there. Yeah. I mean, he could just use Twitter as a stock manipulation slash crypto manipulation platform. And just, you know, anytime he needs some money, he just tweets about a certain stock or crypto and then bam, he's got it. (laughs) Yeah. But he, but see the, the trouble is, is that with the, he gets in trouble with the FCC uh, in America, if he does that with stocks, he did. He got into trouble for that. But if he does it with crypto, which he has been doing in the past, then um, well, for now, for now, he doesn't get in trouble. For now, that yeah, yeah. but but it, it I, you know, maybe they'll pass that law. But how long will that be? So uh, even even if he sees the law coming by that point, he will have made well so much money. In, uh, and if you've been on uh, like he, Elon Musk has his account spoofed all the time with people changing like one character or using like, you know, like a Russian um, keyboard set or whatever, like different, you know, have different characters that look kind of like uh, the same, but they're different. 
And so the people mm-hmm. create these fake Elon Musk accounts and they're always like, send me 10 Bitcoin or send me send me a 0.1 Bitcoin. I'll send you back one Bitcoin. And that's like the most classic scam. That's like the Nigerian prince scam of crypto uh, that's existed for, yeah. for a long time. And it, apparently it works because people are must be falling for it. Um, but there's a lot of people like spoofing his account or they're um, or then they're sending from that fake account they're sending these fake nft pages which are clones of real nft pages but then you connect your wallet and all of a sudden they have access to your wallet that kind of thing there's a lot of scams out there and and so if if he can police that but how do you do that and police you know like hate speech and he says that he wants to eliminate the bots so he, he claims that he can get rid of the bots and that that's big and if they can if they open source the algorithm and they um, and he implements some tools to, to you know, get rid of bots, validate humans. That would be a nice addition uh, so that we're not, you know, people aren't just because bots are a real problem on Twitter. I mean, they can they can create havoc. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the thing is, is that uh, in, in its in its like uh, execution, in, in its uh, like concept, Twitter is actually pretty cool. Uh, however, it, the, the, the problem is really. It's just so filled with trolls and scammers. And, <laughs> like it's so toxic. I just can't handle it. I, Even as it is now, though, this is this is before. This is pre Elon Musk. It's so toxic. <laughs> yeah, but if, I mean, if he could, if he can, um, you know, the 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 uh, what was it? The World uh, Economic Forum or somebody uh, World Bank? One of these guys. Uh, they they asked him like, "Hey, for six billion, you could actually solve world hunger." And he was like, yeah, like, how am I supposed to do that? What, what, what kind of programs? And so someone actually made an itemized list and sent it to him. And uh, and, and so and I, he didn't do it. Well, I, I read this article the other day, which was really uh, interesting. It brought up a great point, which is like the, the problem with this billionaire class is that, uh, number one, they have no idea how everybody lives. They have no clue. I mean, they have zero idea. And, and they're controlling everything. They, it, it's like you, 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 we, we didn't elect these people. We can't control what they do. Like we have no say if he buys Twitter. We all, yeah, yes, we could leave it. You know, there's not a, a replacement. But it's like when these guys just want to do this crazy shit, uh, we have zero repercussions. They can dictate stuff to governments. Yeah, and he's not even doing this. Like he said when he bought uh, as part of this purchase that this is not about the economics like he hasn't even looked at the economics basically is what he said so it's it's all about just he wants control of twitter yeah and i mean like and next to facebook twitter twitter has the ability to uh topple governments and and so uh and he knows this you know he doesn't need to buy a newspaper he doesn't need to buy uh, you know, TV commercials to get his point across. I think Twitter is, have, is more powerful than a newspaper. So it's like, this yeah. is, this is like 10 X of um, Jeff Bezos buying the Washington post. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, uh, and that's, that is really what it's about. He wants to ensure that when he starts doing whatever crazy shit he's about to do, he doesn't want to get shut down is essentially it because it's not about other people. It's really at the end of the day, it's about Elon Musk, right? And he's taking Twitter private, so he's 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 taking the company off the markets, making them private, so that he's no longer at the will of shareholders. He can do whatever he wants at that point. So there will be no fiduciary duty or anything after that point. Once it goes private, he can it's it's game on for whatever he wants to do. He can do. 
Ah, much like a dictatorship. Perfect. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, depends how he how, uh, it depends how he chooses to operate, but absolutely, he has the potential to run it like that. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, that's how he's run all his companies, though. He's run all his companies like that, and he's and I guess I, I didn't realize this, but when he I guess he acquired Tesla in a, in a similar manner because Tesla was started as a battery company. Um, it was I guess it existed pre Elon. He didn't found the company, and he also did a hostile takeover of Tesla at some point. I don't I have to I have to read back on those details. Yeah, I think I remember. But he's got that. a he's got a history of these kind of like hostile takeover moves when he feels like it. Yeah, I I just you know I, my my real question is this: why why as a society do we put so much uh, stock into this truly horrible? <laughs> Like environment. I mean, like I said, Twitter in its purest form is great, but what it is, it's, it's yeah, it's a toxic stew. Like, why do we even bother with this thing? It, honestly, it's, uh, I, I don't have any solutions, you know. I mean, <laughs> just complaints. Just complaints. Just complaints. No. But if, if, if Elon, if Elon actually successfully turns Twitter around and makes it into something that is a good utility to use, uh, yay, more power to him. Maybe he can solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, find peace in Ukraine. I don't know. Like <laughs> Sean Penn is the only one that can find peace in Ukraine or create it. <laughs> <laughs> have you followed, have you followed Sean Penn that much? Uh, he, he actually went on uh, Sean Hannity. Did you see that? He went on Sean Hannity's show. I, I watched it on YouTube. It was quite awkward and it was pretty funny. Oh really? Yeah. I, uh, I should, I'm I sure you wouldn't be caught. I'm sure you wouldn't be caught dead watching Sean Hannity, but it was Sean Penn. I mean, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, he's he's a he's an interesting character. Now, Elizabeth Warren has said that Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter is dangerous for our democracy. Uh, potentially. I mean, I think that's like an overused line right now that's like almost like boy who cried wolf like everything is a threat to yeah. democracy and i think this actually could legitimately be one depending on how he uses it i think i don't think it's gonna be a threat to democracy i think it's i think it's gonna be i think people are blowing are making more of this than it is but i could be wrong i also could be very wrong and there is there's a real risk of it going off the yeah. rails insano um but it, it yeah i i i just know that I mean, Twitter and, like you said, Facebook have the potential to influence elections, change governments, topple governments. Like these things are, these things are weapons of mass destruction, basically. Or they could, they can be used as them. They can be used as them. Yeah. Yeah. No. If you, if you, that's why. That's that's why I always joke that uh, uh, I I think that Zuckerberg is an evil android alien, Mm -hmm. and and he's come to destroy the planet by setting off this weapon. And you know, it takes. It doesn't explode all at once. It takes you know, 30 years for it to go off this bomb. It's pretty crazy. uh, If you think, if you think about like, like, I guess Facebook was founded around what? Oh six, maybe, but it was exclusive to Harvard. And then it really didn't hit them. It went public in 2012, but just like from, from when it went public to now, the amount of damage and the amount of like chaos that it's caused is like insane, exponentially growing. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing. If 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 I were if I were in charge, this is why the guy is a psychopath. Because if I were in charge of this machine, that like you find out, like oh my god, there was a, a genocide because of rumors that were started on my my platform. Like I would make it my life's work to to fix that, uh, and I I would carry that with me. But this guy is just like, you know, he's he like, where's the money in that? Where's the money? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. A- anyway, I, I'm uh, he he scares me. But I, I will tell you this: <laughs> there is one feature that that uh, if Elon Musk actually introduced this feature, uh, it would actually be very good for our democracy. And what that would be is uh, some way to trace uh, stories or rumors to its source. Oh. To a source. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So if something goes viral, you can trace it back to go, oh, here's the first place it was ever posted. And who's this account attached to? Oh, interesting. They write for this paper. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, if you can if you can kind of reverse engineer where information comes from, uh, that would probably be one of the most valuable tools that we could ever have. So, yeah, that would be that'd be a really very valuable tool because that's a that's a big problem is is you hear from these secondary third sources it becomes a game of telephone things get misconstrued and then all of a sudden because of social media and memes and whatnot like the fake story becomes the real story really quickly. Oh, yeah, I, I will give you a perfect example. So so uh, there are certain segments in the um, uh, shall I say cuckoo land of our. Uh, population who believe uh, a, a different type of reality than is actually <laughs> happening. And uh, in this reality, one of the reasons that Putin is the good guy is because uh, they were setting up, uh, this is the, this is the conspiracy story, mind you, they, in Ukraine, they were setting up bioweapons labs where they were creating super weapons with, uh, with uh, bioengineered, bio uh, you know, germs and stuff like that. So, uh, so the the argument is is that the Russians are going in to destroy those labs. Okay, I've heard a little bit about. I've I not dug deep on this, but I've heard the surface level of this. I've heard before. But keep going. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a conspiracy. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, Putin's actually the good guy, and you know, they were they were building weapons of mass destruction or whatever. Okay. Here's the actual story. This is this is the this is the truth, uh, because this was actually when it was going down. There was some news articles on this. Uh, yes, there was a bioweapon lab in, uh, in U- uh, Ukraine that was set up by Russia. It was, <laughs> it was set up for, by Russia back when it was part of the USSR. And uh, they actually had bioweapons labs all over the place, right? And so uh, once the Soviet Union completely collapsed, those things just sat there. And different countries went through their own problems, and some of them had revolutions, and you still had these bioweapons labs that were still there. And so, so the international community kind of got together, and they said, number one, these, what's there is valuable because we can still continue research, but we have to make an international effort to go into these labs and help set them up and start sharing information because, you know, otherwise these bioweapons labs that were built by Russia would completely collapse and then who knows <laughs> what would escape. So, uh, so that, that's actually true. There are, but there, they're not, there were yeah, labs, <laughs> but, and so this whole, the other conspiracy is like, why did you give, you know, they, they say to Fauci, like, why did you give money to these bioweapons labs and set these things up? And it's like, well, they, the United States, said that they would help with this effort. They would commit some money. And the guy who was like at the top of the chain at the time was Fauci. And so, uh, so it, 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 so it's interesting how you take the, you could take one or two facts that are verifiable and then build a whole other narrative around it. 
well, the, and uh, market it to people. It reminds me of like, there was this big thing a year or two ago about uh, Bill Gates buying up all the farmland in the U.S. And he has become the majority. And, and the fact is, uh, this, this well, I think I've said this before, and this is, as it stood last I read about it, it might have changed, but he is the biggest owner of private farmland in the United States, um, Bill Gates. But And I'm sure there's plenty of conspiracy theories that have started from that. I don't. I don't know those. I just know, oh, we have this one fact and now we can build whatever narrative we want around like this <laughs> opening, this opening fact. I mean, it's just kind of like, I, I could see how that could like yeah. lead to a million different you know theories and whatnot. Yeah. And maybe it's just a case of like for $46 billion, he sees that, that the, that farm, well, you know, the farm industry is collapsing and he's trying to figure out a way to do it better. And, Finding solutions. I mean, and he knows there's never going to be a. There will never not be a market for food. It's like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I don't. I, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, the Bill Gates connection with uh, Epstein kind of gets me. That, a that's a little. Out. That's a lot. A lot weirded out. But I. You know. A lot weirded out because when it broke, you know, when it when it broke, uh, that's when his wife was like, "I'm out," you know, and uh i guess yeah. i think she she, she knew a little bit about it but then she, that confirmed her suspicions i think <laughs> i don't know i i wasn't in the room but i do uh and i'm you know i do know that uh yeah anyway it's uh it, it's a crazy crazy time but i that said i do think that that uh, uh he is uh, bill gates is is a little altruistic i do i, I do think he tries to do good things <laughs> with his money cuz I go back and forth on him because I also know his history and he, I mean, like he is very, he had a very shady history getting started. He basically stole the operating system from Apple, but Apple stole the operating system from Xerox. So it was like a bunch of just the, you know, thievery going on back in the day. <laughs> so he was yeah, just, uh, he I, was just smart enough to to create a licensing deal with windows and, that was the brilliant thing of Bill Gates is coming up with that idea of licensing operating system instead of selling it. That was that's his yeah. entire brilliance right there. That's what made. And, him. and he, he he was just he he was just made the right decision in the right place at the right time. And good for him, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it it's more mean, it's more than the guy is the guy is smart and qualified. Yeah. But it, yeah, but that a lot of it was timing and luck. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Back when when uh, psychopaths were milder and gentler. <laughs> Back when all I did was steal, all I did was steal algorithm or steal, uh, steal operating systems. That was it. <laughs> so, so the ne the next uh, uh, one of the next and final things I want to talk about with this Twitter buyout was the um, uh, the EU. Yeah, that uh, that they they have warned Elon Musk uh, over Twitter moderation plans. So if he indeed uh, decides to forego all, you know, speech moderation, um, the EU has some pretty heavy laws. Like, you know, in, in, uh, uh, in Germany, for instance, it's a criminal offense to uh, be pro-Nazi, to basically, like, uh, glorify the Nazi regime. You, you, can, you can go to jail for that. Mm -hmm. So uh, the question is, is that... Uh, is that cancel culture? Is that, you know, censoring? Or is it just like a culture is safer when it doesn't have Nazis? Well, I, I have the article up here and it says, so the, it says, I don't know how to pronounce this, the Thierry Breton or Breton, the European Union's commissioner for the internal market tweeted that 
be it cars or social media, any company operating in Europe needs to comply with our rules, regardless of their shareholding. Mr. Musk knows this well. He is familiar with European rules on automotive and will quickly adapt to the Digital Services Act. So it's the Digital Services Act, which is the basis of this. And my understanding is like what you're saying there. Are, it just puts limits on free speech within di- digital free speech. It puts limits on digital free speech. And it I, uh, I, I don't I don't know enough about it to go beyond that too much. I kind of just have a I have a Wikipedia page up. I'm glancing through right now. Um, but I think it's just like what you said, it has like, yeah, you know, whether it gets into the territory of Nazis or gets into the territory of certain things, they, they have, they have limits on how far you can go. The problem with that, as we've seen in the past is that sometimes limits, the bar moves, it always moves. The bar is always moving when you have, uh, when you have limits, but you also need them to not descend into like absolute chaos. chaos in like the most horrible environment. That's, that's the thing, you know, you got to have rules around everything. You got to have an agreed sort of like, you know, way to have discourse. It, it can't just be a free for all. There has to be some guidelines. I mean, everything has rules. Candyland has rules. You know, it's like the first thing that your kid learns, it, it, you know, taking turns. Like we have to agree upon like what we're going to do here. And, and and I think that that we've lost this idea of like, look, there's some bullshit we just don't tolerate in culture anymore. Nazis is one of them. And the second you go, well, Nazis have the right to say Nazi shit. I, I think as a culture, we should go, no, Nazis do not. <laughs> that has been already proven. <laughs> like Nazi and racist shit is no longer welcome in this society. And, and and I think that's what's driving me crazy is that it's like this last gasp to try and keep this old world, uh, you know, from exploding. And and we're the, the entire planet is sitting on a powder keg where the, the culture is about to explode. People don't have any idea about what is about to happen. It's going to it's like we are going through a transformation of unparalleled proportions for the species. Uh, and uh, and Mark Zuckerberg and, hasn't even launched his metaverse. Well, I guess he has launched it, but he's barely. It's like early, early. He's like, Wait till that kicks in. Nobody's <laughs> gonna do that. Nobody. It's, I, no, that's, I, it's I would. Idea. I would like to believe you. I would like to believe you. I'm just not so sure. I think a lot of people will probably do it. I could. I don't know though. Uh, I don't know. That one's still questionable. I don't. I still don't own. Yeah. V, I don't own VR goggles. So and I haven't been on. I guess he already has his thing. I forget what it's called. He already started it. It's some like um, with Oculus. It's basically like just a a public square where you can meet other avatars, I think, or something. And it's like a Facebook type thing. Oh, it's it's like a uh, a, a simulation built by Mark Zuckerberg. That's like the seventh ring of hell. I can <laughs> imagine. Like, but can you imagine the advertising revenue? <laughs> yeah i could i mean i mean it's it, this is like ready player one uh we're getting you know. closer we're getting closer we're not quite there yet but we're getting closer oh man well uh anyway uh great to 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 tune in but we need to do this more often mm-hmm. and if we you're don't, still don't, one of our seven listeners <laughs> just know we haven't gotten away yet uh but uh yeah we'll be uh we'll be recording uh more soon yes more to come Yes. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Stay classy.
Marketing geeks, come on, bring your friends. We'll learn marketing from distant lands. Andrew Sturgeon and Justin Womack, the fun will never end. It's Marketing Geeks. Marketing Geeks.